good. Oh. Fun. You know what? Uh, I love that song so much. Yeah. And it makes. You know, sometimes I can find it, sometimes I can't. I look for it all the time. I was like, hey, there it is. Well, why don't you find a way to get your fucking shit together, okay? And (laughs) save the excuses. Um, David fires me up, and I don't have, for now, while I'm still using CDs, I don't have a really good stone CD. You can't, there's nowhere I can go and buy a CD, right? You can't go to Walmart anymore. That's funny. I mean, I don't go to Walmart. I'm better than that. (laughs) Liar. Um, But you can't go to Best Buy, right? There's no No. Sam Goody anymore. I can't just go and buy Hot Rocks, Best of the Stones. (laughs) Or I would. Yeah. It'd be great. Um, I'm fired up. Can I tell you one quick thing? And then yeah, you can go do ahead. whatever. You know, it, it's so funny to me today looking at social media, all this bullshit about Jim Rome and Dan Lebetard. This is why talk radio will die in San Diego because all of that shit fucking doesn't matter. It's so inconsequential to what's going on. I say yeah. it this way because driving down tonight, um, I spent half hour on, on the phone with our friend Sam Bass. Good. Uh, Sam has been incredibly sick. He sounded as vibrant tonight as he has sounded in the 10 years that we've known him. I can't tell you how much my 20-minute conversation with him meant. This is why this is the only fucking show in San Diego that matters. There is no other show that matters. It's not Kaplan or it's not anybody else on talk radio. Sorry, it's not my man Big Sills even though he was great tonight on social media. (laughs) Kaplan's funny on social media, Darren, any of those guys. It's not, because when Sam Bass comes here, what he's going to do and tells you the story that he has to tell you, you will look at all this shit going on um, and go, why am I even paying attention to that? Why why do I even waste my time worrying about, if you, let let me say this to you right now. If you're upset about what's going on with Jim Rome, I wish I had your fucking problems. I really do. If you're that emotional about a fucking yeah. radio show, go listen online, you fucking pussy. <laughs> if you're that upset as the guy was on Instagram today because I say fuck, go fuck yourself. I don't care how talented you think you are or how talented yeah. you think we are. If you don't like it, you can go fucking jerk off in your mom's room. I don't care. Some guy got upset for you for saying the F word. Oh, you guys are so talented. It just sounds so. You just don't need it. Hey, you fuck Bill you. Cosby? Yeah, fuck hey, fuck off. you. I'm not Tim Conway, you dick. <laughs> Shut up. But but it's really funny, man. It's funny because I'm sitting there and I'm I'm talking to Sam about his journey yeah. and where he is tonight. And you go, this is not being done on talk radio. We're worried about. Is Jim Rome's feelings hurt? The guy makes about $28 million a year. Yeah, don't worry I, about it. Yeah, I hope his feelings are He's not He's buying hurt. racehorses, asshole. Yeah, and, and then we're going to fucking run Mike Glickenhouse in here. God, there's no better radio than when you bring the, an executive in for 10 minutes. One of the reasons why this... Dis- <laughs> Nobody cares. Can we? Is that what they, is that what they did? Was Glickenhouse yes! on there? I didn't hear it. I'm sorry. I can't wait tomorrow until the FedEx guy comes on and tells us about the challenges... <laughs> That he faces. None of it matters. This is different because it's real. Sam, Dave has told you his story. 
I have told you my story. Sam is going to come in here and tell you his story, and you're just going to go, holy cow. Yeah. You're going to be thrilled like we are, and I think there's going to be one or 100 that are going to be inspired to be better when you hear him tell his story. Yeah. He said to me tonight, I will be there. We're going to give him. That's cool. He's he's been sick. He's getting better. I said to him tonight, let's give you a couple weeks, get your legs under you, get you all the way up and running, and then you get in here. I love it. And uh, and I, I can't wait. But it just... You go, it's so, it, it's so, yeah. it's the difference, Dave, of that 4K TV, and all of a sudden you go look and everybody else is in standard definition. Talk radio in this town's in standard definition. You know, the sad part is for the listeners, the guys who do the shows know that too, because they say it to us all the time. I sure. wish I could do what you guys do. Yeah. When Cilio put out on Twitter a couple weeks ago, I get to talk about in bold letters anything I want. That means he's getting a free pass. He gets a chance to get excited again. Well, Everybody see. would love to talk about whatever they want. Now, yeah, we're well, right. We'll see. We'll I hope see so. Where the handcuffs are? How does it work out? But whether it's Costa, whether it's Hartman, whether it's it's Kaplan, it's Darren, all those guys would love to talk about what's in their mind that day. But they aren't always allowed to do it, and hardly you find anyone that yeah. is allowed to do it. About the only guy that can really do it is Stern, oh. you know. But he has a different license to do it. You and I are in a different situation. It's great. When we went out yesterday to Petco Park and we mm-hmm. ran into so many people, and a lot of guys, yeah. radio icon guys, yeah. who not only said they appreciate the podcast, which was great, but we run into to so many people that said, I listen to the podcast. You're right. There's that re- relatability. And for Sam Bass, who's just one of the best, he falls right in that category we talk about all the time. Can't absolutely. believe you're friends with that guy. That's why I tell him tonight. Yeah. He's a, he's one of those guys, and for him to come on and absolutely share his story with, I think, the people are listening. You say 100, I think it's going to affect thousands of people. I do, too. And I think there's going to be people that feel like they may be alone. Um, I tell you what, I, I will say that there have been plenty of days in the last month where I felt like I was completely alone. And... What changed that is friends that I have heard from that I know very well, friends that I consider Pete and Point Loma, wrote me one of the nicest things and was incredibly great because he said, man, I I hope I'm not out of line. Pete, you were not, you couldn't have been further from out of line. It was fantastic what Pete sent to me. Uh, what, What other people have sent to me to just say, keep grinding. What Ryan Barkley sent to me today uh, Glenn Geffner, Frank Anthony, so many friends that I've known 25 years and friends that I know through this podcast, uh, you're giving it back to me. Yeah. You're giving it back to Dave. Um, what Sam is going to do uh, is he, you're going to find out that that there's a connection. And and I think that's the thing that, that I treasure the most about this because I never had any interest in doing a podcast. Dave talked about doing podcasts for years. I said, there's no reason to do it. Yeah, the day we basically left, I said, this is the future. Let's do this. Yeah, shit. And, uh, um, but now I feel like what's different about this is you can legitimately connect. Yeah. You don't have to say, and I tell you what, uh, my kids are gone, but hang on. <laughs> I'm going to tell you why my son's upset, and that's coming up at 827. But Dave, did you know tomorrow's pancake day? And I, what? <laughs> It is pancake day tomorrow. Is that right? Yeah. That's so damn funny. Take but that's exactly so the way he can't afford it. That's, 
<laughs> That's exactly the way it went. You know, I remember we had a, a meeting. It was at 1090, actually. And the meeting was that research shows, and I think I've said this before on the podcast because it's one of the things that kind of knocked me over. It's like, are you fucking serious? The research shows that the majority of people that listen to the radio think you're talking to them individually. And I go, that's the craziest thing I ever heard. So never say you guys are all of you. It's always you. You always make it one person. And yeah. I, I was saying, so if someone's not going to work on a Tuesday and they call in for a personal day, they're thinking the Dave and Jeff show's not on that yeah, day? Yeah, we're off that day. That's, Let's go. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. But Yeah, Padres Jagoff is under the weather, so you guys got the day off. <laughs> that's, that's honestly what they told us. Uh, yeah. I thought it was so bizarre. But doing this and getting, obviously, um, you know, people to respond immediately to us, it makes you feel like that. That people, I think, that feel like they listen to this podcast feel like you are talking individually to people, which is. It's absolutely fantastic that people feel that way. We feel that way. We've been very lucky. Again, it's been a tough 2018 for both of us, with mm-hmm. either personally or with friends and family. But when we go through this and the people have reached out to you and they've reached out to me, and I can't tell you how much, as dumb as it might sound, the messages I got of people saying that they were doing the slow clap yeah. I thought was yeah. was one of the coolest things ever. Yep. For my dad, and when we went through the whole thing, I, you and I at least get people back to us. And hey, I'm in your corner. You know, there are yeah. a lot of people who big, are who are struggling big. every single day who don't get people to reach back to them to say, "Hey, I'm right there with you." Trust me. And you feel uh, alone. Yeah. Trust me. Uh, sincerely, it it means so much because it is a constant battle every day. For yeah. me, it is a battle every day. Uh, Hourly, you you deal with it, and it's uh, thank you for whatever you just did because now I can actually hear in my right ear too. So I don't know what you just. That is did. very strange. Yeah, now I can I. God damn it! Sorry. Stop. <laughs> yeah, just leave it like that. Okay. Um, but man, yeah, being away from them has had a major, much more. I don't give a shit. It's sad to say because I was with my wife for thirteen years. Yeah. I obviously don't wish anything ill on her i never would do that um but but you just feel like okay that that probably had gone as far as it was going to go the separation from my kids is a challenge every 20 minutes of of every hour it just is and um but because so many people have been great i i can just say it's been insanely nice and i I none of you none of you have are, are overstepping about to share your stories to reach out to say hello, tell me what you went through as a as a son that went through a divorce or a daughter or somebody who has uh, gotten divorced with kids. I I read every one of those stories. I read every one of them. Every one of them has touched me. So you guys know yep. me. I don't give a shit about anything. But but when I read these stories and I realize that you took the time to share that with me to let your guard down when my guard couldn't be further down uh, bully me I, I think it's great and and I appreciate it very much you know the one thing that is different for you as far as being a dad where it was for me or my friends and I have this conversation all the time mm-hmm. when you realize you have a close relationship we'll do you sons because you and I have both have yep. two sons and I coach baseball so I'm around guys with their sons all the time they say to me, I have six years left with my son in, in this house. And I used to do the countdown with with Josh all the time, yeah. going, I have three years left, I have two years left. Well, yours came up so fast. You almost didn't have time to prepare yourself at all. To, to what was going on. You didn't have the opportunity None. to go on six years. It happened, I mean, boom, in a second where they weren't prepared and you weren't prepared for, for big adjustment in their lives and your life. It, it really changed about a year ago. It changed a year ago because Wednesday is my one-year anniversary at my job. 
where they've been amazing. But prior to that, where I got incredibly lucky was kindergarten, first, second, third, and fourth. For those five years, um, I at least picked them up from school every day yeah. for five years. Um, from that age, from five through whatever they were, uh, eight, um, I picked them up every day. And there were times when different things had happened where I would drop them off in the morning and then have the ability to pick them up. But in La Mesa, they're done at 1 o'clock uh, on a Tuesday or one thirty. What that meant was that my amount of time that I spent with them on a weekly basis was sometimes 20, 25 hours where we would just be together. Yeah. In, in the summer, um, and I get back at 11, we're, we're gone until 7 o'clock at night. I, I just pack a cooler full of lunch. and Coors Lights. Coors Lights, smokes, <laughs> beef jerky. And, um, and we wouldn't come back till 7 yeah. o'clock, 7.30 at night. So I never put a timer on it, but but understand for me, I and here's the other thing, Dave. I have always made it very clear to my sons what they meant to me in my life, what they meant to me, how my life changed when they got into it, and and how much better my life was and continues to be with them in it. But when you go from spending on average uh, anywhere from 17 hours a week together, yeah, going to the park, playing ball, shooting hoops, Barnes & Noble, just driving, listening to music, to literally, hey, I'll see you for a couple hours on Saturday night. It, it, I had friends who said, I bet you can't wait till they're 18, get them out. I, I dreaded yeah. the idea of them turning 18. Little did I know that I wouldn't even get a chance for it to get to 18. It happened when they were 10, and it's had an impact on them and impact on me. Um, and I would not be able to talk about this on terrestrial radio. I would have to, you know, I would have to act like, the Hunter Renfro debate is very important to us right now. Well, we need to do an online poll where I'm like, what? Um, That's I, right. A boss would come in during the break and say, let's get back to sports. Let's go. Yeah. And and so that's just where this has been. Um, and it, and so that that's why it's just today when I look at it, I think Scott's just screwing around. I think Scott's just busting balls. I find it great. A Cilio tonight <laughs> to you and me. Sends out a picture of the Titanic sinking. That's him ripping 1090. Yeah. He's kind of laid off at 1090 for a while. I loved that Big Sills took you and me in. Yes. I was dying reading that because you go, okay, fire it up, Danny. Come on, man. I want to see Big Sills and I want to see Kaplan. I want to see this go. Yeah. I want to see this. I I like these guys. It's It's mega- Ego radio. It is, it it might be radio's Canelo Triple G for us. <laughs> and now I'm giving both of those guys way too much credit, but I'm doing it because I like them both. But 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 for Kaplan, nobody cares about Rome versus Levitard. We want you back yeah. going after Big Sills. The machine, the machine was supposed to launch today. What happened? A complete yeah. disaster. These guys couldn't be more. Of a bunch of clowns already. The men's room whipping it out. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. It's so embarrassing. Did you flip, flip over a few times today to see if it was there? Well, I can't take it because every time I turn out, I hear, yo, yo, yo. It's some fucking Nick Carter song. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, God, just put big sills on already <laughs> so I can hear what it's going to be. But, um, 
Yeah, Cap missed Cap missed the boat. I I don't think it's Rome Levitard. I don't care. I I was. do you think he's loyal to Rome because Rome lets I him fill in? Think he likes to stir shit up, which I like a lot. Stir shit yeah, up just because he, he's playing the the entertainment game. Sure. Yes. Now, I, <laughs> would you? I do that with management. No way. No way. No way. I sent um, Jeff a text today. I said, if Kaplan doesn't get fired today, he will never get fired. He sent me. Scott sent me a message tonight. And he's like, I hope you're listening to this. I go, shit, I can't. I wanted to because you go, oh, boy. Like, you yeah. hear it, and you and I have done that enough. But when you and I are like, oh, God dang, God dang, uh, you go, when it makes you and I. Nervous. Yeah. Yeah, just go, yeah, yeah oh, oh. Yeah. I, I love it, man. He knows what he can yeah. do. And, and you know what, Dave? The whole thing might be pro wrestling. Yeah. The whole thing down there, believe me, we talked about it before in regards to wrestling terms. There's a shoot where guys actually fight, and there's a work yep. where it's a fake fight. Hulk Hogan versus Andre is a fake fight. Uh, Kaplan, Mike Glickenhaus, I'm going to tell you right now, my feeling, it's a fake fight. It's a fake fight? Sure. Oh, my gosh. that is. That I is think it's crazy. all a work. Yeah. I think the whole thing is a work. The NWO, right? We all yeah. thought the NWO was real with Hollywood Hogan. I think it's all work, but I think we all take the bait thinking it's real. Um, it's all just yeah. busting balls, but I like it. it was you got to know your boss. You got to know what's going to happen. It's funny. You and I gave our first boss, Dave Sniff, a tough time. You know, we, we would mm-hmm. give him our time here and there, and it was hilarious. because But we was, loved him. We did, and it was you, it was me, and Alan Horton. True. So we would always do this move. We'd play a clip. We'd <laughs> yeah. do Sound of the Day, yep. and a guy would cuss, and it would be fucking, you could hear, f- beep. And then, cuh. Yeah. I mean, it sounded like you said fuck on there. Yeah. And shit, same thing at work, too. And he would walk in and say, Alan, I swear I can hear fuck, <laughs> and I hear shit. And we go, do you hear the beep? Yeah, I hear the beep, but I swear I still hear fucking shit in there. And we would laugh, and we yeah. we, you're insane. Get out of here. You're we nuts. Would say, Get out of here. Get out of here. And then he'd leave, and we'd die laughing. All yeah. three of us would roll, but it was always us three against him to always sit there, and he would say, Alan, and it was, it was so damn funny, and we... We thought we had him. And we'd always played the clip of The Godfather too. That's what I was just going to say. Yeah. That, I'm, not, I'm not dumb like people say. I'm smart and I want respect. Every time we mentioned our boss's name, we played that clip. We played that clip in regards to Dave Sniff. And we talked about the fact he still had the greatest, he probably still does it. Greatest power move of any boss I've ever worked with is he would show up at 830 in yeah. the morning. He would go in, he'd put his tweed sport coat over the back of his chair, he'd turn his TV on, and he'd go golf. And he'd leave, the front, he'd leave his door open to his office. Yeah. So it made it seem like he was somewhere in the building. And it was a big building. I mean, you had big TV building. and yep. two radio stations. So you'd walk in if you wanted to talk to him and go, I'll catch him when he gets back in his office. I don't know where he is he's, in the building. He's obviously doing yeah. something important. It was one of the smartest, gutsiest yeah. moves I ever saw. Yeah, he's at Perry's Cafe yeah. eating a Denver omelet. <laughs> you asshole. Yeah, and so we outed him on that too. But the thing was with with Dave, um, you knew he had your back. Yes, you knew he had your back, and and I just say that because that is rare. At Free FM, we had a guy Jim Daniels who's still on NBC Radio and, and KLOS. So it took us a while to all kind of figure out our dynamic, but once we did, JD had our back yeah. and still does. Um, Brian Long never had our back. No. That's why he's a douche. Uh, Shep, 
Shep's always had his own back. Because people are like, could you go back to 1090 and deal with Shep? Shep will do whatever the fuck the guy in the corner office that's Glickenhouse tells him to do. So if Glick, not that we're going back to 1090, but... But there are three guys that have been in that office. The, uh, the, the big boss, the, like yeah. the electric door. They have one of those offices with the electric door. Yeah. Whatever that guy says, he, you're right. He's yeah. actually doing what he tells him. Where Tex Meyer and, and other guys, that's all Shep yeah. does. But you know what, Dave? If if Shep's playing that game to make sure that he can continue to provide for his family, go ahead. My feeling, I deal with Shep. If I ran into Shep tomorrow, Shep would be fine. Uh, Brian Long, if I ran into him tomorrow, I'd probably hurt him. I probably would. I'd probably, I'd probably break his larynx. The word I can't say. I told you when, when, when I when I saw him that one time, he honestly thought I was going to take a swing at him. And well, I, why didn't you? Because I'm an adult. Didn't want to get arrested. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, really? Baseball game stories? Weren't I'm, you at Angel Stadium? Were you 14 when you went there with your kids? No. My kid, my why kid you, was 14 and 9. from fighting Brian Long? Uh, well, number one, there are 8 million witnesses. No, but no, I'm not so going to sit there and what? take a swing. I didn't take a swing. at. <laughs> didn't he just explain to Sammy why he's a black guy oh, and a broken jaw? Look, I'll tell you this. That kid always liked you more than he liked his real dad. <laughs> um... I got sad news, too. Oh, no. Well, I got a bunch of sad news for you today, too. Go ahead. The first sad news is we may have to fire Lisa Ann. Lisa Ann what may the hell be fired. What are you talking about? You don't use that tone. I'll tell you why. Jesus. Now, it may change before the end of the night. Lisa okay. Ann is back doing great things, and she's on tour. I've sent her a message tonight, uh, uh, direct message on okay. Twitter. I, I will tell you, I got re- her phone number is no longer in my phone. I was just like, I can't have this shit. Like Why a, not? It's like a crack addict having a lighter and a spoon. Are you kidding me? I did not have her number. <laughs> I sent her a message tonight on Twitter. Yeah. I said, look, I see you're on tour. Is your tour coming to San Diego? Because I'm getting a divorce. We need a reason for a listener party. And either you're coming or I'm booking Jeannie Pepper. <laughs> did he say that? How old is Jeannie Pepper? She might be 60. <laughs> you got to check that out to see if she's I'm gonna there. Read, I'm going to read what I sent. Here's exactly. Hey, is your tour coming to San Diego? I'm getting a divorce and we need a reason for a listener party. If you're not coming, I'm booking Jeannie Pepper. Hope all's well. <laughs> Hope all's well. Jeannie Pepper. <laughs> so look, look, she was a wonderful guest. Yes. Okay. If we don't hear back and she's going because you fucking cried the blues about not getting your book signed, yeah, and she takes this show to Jasper Falls, Wyoming, well then fuck, she's gone. She's I have gone. her cell phone number. I do. I kept it. Of course, Hell, you did. What's more impressive in my phone? Okay, Shaquille O'Neal or uh, Lisa Ann? Uh, well, since neither one of them would return a message from me, I say neither. <laughs> what about, I, I was funny, I picked up my phone. You ever pick up your phone and go, what the fuck's that doing in here? Yeah. I got Meta World Peace. Is it that uh, count again, for anything? <laughs> it, it, look, here's where it counts. Yeah. It counts that when I call Susan to Vincent, yeah. she calls back. That's true. Sam Bass calls back. Stevie Woods, Darren Smith, Scott Kaplan. They all call back. Those are good numbers. Yeah. Eric Weddle's in my phone. Yep. Boach. Yep. Said, hey. Tell Dave I said, fuck you. Why you? <laughs> that matters. So you can sit there and reel off 20 numbers that you stole from Joe Tatino's index cards. <laughs> Bullshit. You stole it from the Bulldog. Um, it doesn't matter. Glenn Geffner texted me today. It was awesome that he wasn't uh, 
he was bummed out that he couldn't make it to the Kevin Towers thing, and he saw the picture that we had with Theo and Boach. And, and Gav, these are all guys, Dave. These are yeah. impact guys in our industry. If I send them a message, I'll hear back from them. But, uh, yeah, you telling me about 20 numbers you have where they're like, who the hell is this? Or it's already muted. Your number's muted to those You think guys. so? I had yeah. just found, I found another porn star on my phone. What about oh. Nikki Benz? See, her and Lisa Ann are enemies. If you said Nikki Benz. I am going to book Nikki Benz. (laughs) Game's on, man. Look, this is not Coach's show, okay? We're not sitting here talking to Bruce Marshall from the gold sheet. This fucking show has an impact, and either Baby Doll's in or Baby Doll's out, (laughs) one or the other. We'll love her forever for the impact she made that night, but this fucking train's moving, baby. Now, I could not pick Nikki Benz out. Um, if you if you put the modern uh, two thousand era porn star together, yeah. If you put anybody from the mid to late eighties, you could line up thirty five chicks from the mid to late eighties porn, and I bet you. What I just say? How many? Thirty five. You said okay. If I lined up thirty five, I bet you I can name thirty of them. You okay. name. You put together thirty five. Porn chicks from 2004 on. I don't. I don't know that I'm naming two. I really don't. So I, no, I couldn't. I couldn't pick out Nikki Benz. Okay. Well. Uh, okay. So if I show. Okay. I'm gonna show you a picture. Well, hey. <laughs> now you can pick her out. Yeah. Sure. Now her and Lisa Ann can't stand each other. Well, they used to work together though in a couple films, and things fell apart. Now, did they work together? <laughs> did they co-star in the Velcro Company? <laughs> Well, from what I understand, they were both prison guards of a male prison, <laughs> and things got a little crazy. <laughs> what the hell are they doing as prison guards? I don't know, <laughs> but they worked it out. Um, I'm just telling you. Look, she we're we're gonna plan something. We already have uh, the list, the live broadcast coming up on April 8th at Cali Comfort. And then... Do uh, you have a time frame on when that is? What part time of the day it's going to be? For Cali Comfort? Yeah. Um, I think... See, it's funny because it's all dependent on... Sean's pretty confident that he's going to have WrestleMania at Cali Comfort. Yeah. But you are still dealing with the WWE. So if that doesn't go down, then we'd probably go at about four. If it does go down, we'd probably go down right after eight. Really? Yeah, because it'll be, there'll be WrestleMania will probably run from, but Ronda Rousey's going to be part of that. I think The Rock's coming back. They got all these things, Lesnar on it. That'd be kind of fun. You know, WrestleMania's always kind of their deal. And uh, I think they're having it this year at uh, Steel Canyon High School. It'll be a big (laughs) event for them. (laughs) And then uh, people will be liquored up and a bunch of Spring Valley hotties out there. And then we'll go right after that. But if any reason WrestleMania isn't part of it, well, fuck it. Then we'll go early. We're ready to go. Yeah. Right. I'm just curious to know what time. Because people keep saying, are we looking at four or five? What are we looking at? When are I we- would say I would say for right now, we'll get more information from Sean over the next couple of weeks. But we're booked. It's going. Yeah. It's going to happen. Uh, April the 8th. It's a Sunday. Uh, I would say that WrestleMania will probably, you know, that probably starts at, Four, I would guess. That usually runs about four hours, and then we'll fire it up at about 8 o'clock on Sunday night. We'll have some fun. We'll have a couple of beers. Maybe we'll bring some of the girls in from Little Darlings. Isn't that in Spring Valley? Yeah, I think so. I think you got one in Spring Valley. What is the one? That's Little Darlings. It looks like um, 
like a storage unit right under the freeway bridge. <laughs> I thought that was deja vu is what I thought that one was. I thought it was a deja vu. Well, there's the deja vu where we had Horton, but that's over yeah. by the 163. But aren't I'm, there a few deja vus? Isn't there a deja vu also over there by the sports arena? That's uh, I know they have pure platinum. They got a bunch of them, though. The strip club's all over the place down there. Shit. Now, what's the one across from the... What's the one across from the main post office? Where the main post yeah. office used to be. I don't know. By the by the by the old uh, Marine Depot. The one I was think of down there is the isn't that pure platinum down there? That's the only one I can think of. Pacers is Pacers. Down there. Okay. Pacers is on Midway. That's easy to remember. It's just a kiss away. <laughs> and you know who's there? You know who's there? Who? Is our friend uh, Danny Simmons. Our old producer at 1360, who's been also outstanding, and has said, uh, if you and I determine that we need a listener party at Pacers, uh, Danny Simmons is like, we're going to put it together. Now, at that table, it could be, let me think about the people that would be at that table. It would be you. It would be me. Uh, Who else would we have at that table? You, me. Woods will go. I know we'd have to shake Stevie Woods to go because he's married now. He barely got, <laughs> whatever you just hit, you knocked my earphone out again. Ah, you asshole. Uh, who else is going to that place? I don't know. You, me, Stevie Woods, and there you go. Thanks. And uh, whoever else. But yeah, Danny Simmons said, "Hey, you guys want to come down and have a beer at Pacers?" I was like, "Yeah, sure." I, when's the last time? Okay, let's just go like this. Dude, and forever. Honestly, when's the last time I've been in one of those clubs? Forever. Strip clubs. Probably Alan Horton's deal, you know? Yeah, we were in Vegas. We went in Vegas that night to the Gold Club with that a chick yelled freaking. at me. Well, that was like a Tuesday morning. Yeah. She she looked like she'd had a few C-sections. But that was one where we thought we're, like we're, deal- <laughs> we're there on a business trip, but we thought we were dealing with the mob. Yeah, I think we were. Yeah. Um, when you go, here's a bad sign. If you go into the strip club. Yeah. And the girl looks like she's been shot more than Suge Knight. <laughs> you may want to get out. <laughs> and finish your beer, but then you may yeah. want to go out. Okay. I had a, I had a, here's a crazy strip club because we talk about having boys. When I was, let's see, 98 until my youngest one was born, I we thought we were having a girl. Okay. okay. So the oldest one's a boy, thinking the second one's going to be a girl. And my buddy and I, we end up in a strip club in Los Angeles, like in Beverly Hills around there. And a girl Bob's comes classy up. ladies? It could have been. I don't even know. And uh, a girl gets up on stage, and all of a sudden I kept thinking, oh, my God, what if the girl I'm having becomes a stripper one day? I literally just ran out the front door oh, and just started throwing up in the street. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, i got to get what? the fuck oh. out of here. It was a nightmare. Ryan Seacrest thinks he's soft. <laughs> Ryan Seacrest does think I'm soft. I can't stand here. <laughs> Dude, I was. I was throwing up in the street thinking, oh, my God. What if that's my little girl one day? Smelling like vanilla and glitter all over her fucking face. And some guy's yak. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. That was it. That was my worst strip club story ever. <laughs> she's walking around telling her friends that she's got Ruben Rivera's number in her phone. <laughs> that's what she's doing. <laughs> and, her, and his DNA somewhere else. <laughs> that's, that's it exactly. Um, I don't know. Damn. But oh. anyways, we'll we'll see. Okay, see if she responds. I hope she responds before this podcast is over. That'd be a little disappointing. I'm, I'm telling you, man. Maybe she's performing tonight. I, I don't know. Look. She's still doing the serious uh, radio, fantasy sports radio. I, I don't want to put her on waivers, 
But this ain't the fucking coaches show, okay? I already told you. We don't have fucking Bob Scanlon booked to talk to you about Anderson Espinosa. This fucking train moves. <laughs> now, we love her. She's great. But yeah, a lot of people, Rodney Harrison Jr. Sale got cut in this town. If Rodney and Jr. can get cut, Lisa Ann can get cut too. We'll move it on. <laughs> Jeannie could, Pepper would be great. They could say goodbye to John Carney. They could say goodbye. No shit. Wait, Richie. They could Ritchie. say goodbye to Lisa Ann. Wait, Richie. Yeah. He uh, got fired. Trevor. They ran Trevor out yeah. of here. He's a Hall of Famer. Jonesy did. got ran out of here. That's true. Got run out to the boach and uh, KT got run out of yeah. here. I'm sorry. We don't want to do it. Well, shit, you and I got run out of this town sure 10 times. <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely right. Damn it. All right. So that's it. Sam Bass coming in um, for, for me. Yeah. Sam Bass is coming in. We're trying to book the Lisa Ann tour in San Diego and we can have a listener party. And then... Uh, I don't know, whatever else I just said. All right, here's my question for you because sure. uh, the, the story is part of uh, part of what I want to get into. But when you were younger and you go, okay, you're watching TV and you go, that girl on TV is smoking hot. <laughs> maybe one of the first times I've realized, man, that girl's hot. Like, are, wow. there, are there two or three girls that stand out to you and go, wow, Yeah. when you were a kid? Oh, yeah, two of them right okay. now. Go ahead. Uh, I'm, I'm sure it's not shocking for, for anybody. But it was the ones that just stopped me in my tracks when I was a kid were Jacqueline Smith yeah. and Lonnie Anderson. Jacqueline Smith and Lonnie Anderson just were like insane. Yeah. That's funny. Lonnie Anderson was the first girl on TV that, that I was like, oh my gosh. Then, if you remember, timing worked out well that we were probably teenagers around the time Battle of the Network Stars came yep. on. And Battle of the Network Stars, whoever produced that show, was like Weinstein and Spacey are like, this guy's fucking creepy. Because every swimming suit you on that, through. everything. Yeah. So now all of a sudden you How fit- did that get by the censors? I mean, no joke. Jeff's right. Yeah. Catherine Box on there. You're going to see everything she has behind that Mills. Donna Mills. Kath- yeah, Catherine Box is a great one. Um, and then the world, it just, the clouds parted because Victoria Principal came yeah. out. And you were like, God dang it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was kind of that that group right there. They all had kind yeah. of that same, you know, build to them. Adrian Barbeau. Yeah. Well, for me, there are three blondes that I, I loved. Lonnie Anderson, I said, was the first one. Lonnie Anderson was great. Heather Thomas. She did nothing for me, oh, although I, I thought Heather she Thomas. was really funny on Fall Guy. But, I it's, yeah, I thought she was great. I didn't even know she spoke English on the Fall no, Guy. No, that's true. I think she did most <laughs> of the show in uh, French. <laughs> And then Heather Lockler. Holy cow, right? Heather Lockler, first time I saw her on Dynasty. And I was like, holy cow, look at this girl. Was she on Dynasty and TJ Hooker at the same time? She was on Dynasty first, but on Dynasty, she barely wore any clothes. Mm. She was always in the bathing suit or the cutoff jean shorts. You know, like, holy shit, man, Heather Lockler smoking out. Because on TJ Hooker, she was wearing that goddamn police suit all the time, uniform all the time. Yeah, and they brought her in, and she immediately, remember? Because there was Charlene Tilton. Remember Charlene Tilton? And then all of a sudden. Four foot eight, yeah. About four foot eight, huge rack. Yeah. And you're like, you're a kid. You're like, wow. <laughs> Outstanding. <laughs> and then uh but then they, they it was kind of like the righty left lefty combo where you saw Charlene Telton. You're like, God dang. And then Heather Lockley, you're like, I don't I feel like I'm looking at 90 mile an hour heat, and then yeah. here comes the old Bugs Bunny pitch. <laughs> I'm so confused right now. <laughs> That was it. So your, your girl, Heather Locklear, gets oh, yeah. arrested. Domestic violence. It's always strange yeah. to me 
when you see this, and you see this with with women a lot. Remember Hope Solo, the the goalie a few years ago, yes. like beat the hell out of everybody in her family. Nuts. Yeah, she is nuts. I mean, big girl too. I'm sure she could take a couple people down. But she you look beat at us <laughs> up. you look at Heather Locklear, who's like 56 years old or something, and you go, God, she has to be five foot two, 100 pounds. Who the hell is she beating up? But she went after. You know, her boyfriend, her brother, or cops. I mean, she she had a couple drinks in her, and they, they couldn't get her together. And they had to call the police on her. But Heather Lockler was involved in domestic violence. And so you sit there, and by the way, she's here's a strange story. I had to look it up. Heather Lockler is, you know, with Tommy Lee, right? Mm-hmm. Richie Sambora, Jack mm-hmm. Wagner for a Melrose Place, the golfer you see all the time, mm-hmm. General Hospital. And then you saw um, she's back with her high school, like, sweetheart. Like at 56. Like he completely got the used car, right? Yeah, totally. (laughs) Foam's all coming out of the seat, big spring. Somebody left an old Johnny Paycheck A-track in there. (laughs) All yours. Yeah, all yours. Get it. No warranty. (laughs) Now you got angry drunk Heather Locklear. All yours, big boy. Yeah. What'd you fucking say to me? You want to take this outside? Boom! That's that's what this guy got. He, he got it right in the kisser. I'll tell you what, this trailer ain't big enough for the both of us. One of us is going to go down. Um, I'll tell you this about Heather Locklear, and nobody said today. She's absolutely the reason that she fucked Richie. She had a fucked Richie Sambora up and got him out of Bon Jovi. Driving down and... Uh, uh, wanted dead or alive. Yeah. No, no joke, Dave. Just as I'm pulling in, it was on. You go, shit, man, that's a song that uh, Slippery When Wet album. Remember when it came out? I was working at the warehouse. You go, there's a lot of songs on there yeah. that have maintained um, You Give Love a Bad Name, right? And and Bon Jovi. Now Richie Sambora's all fucked up and he's out of the band. I guess he'll show up for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And we're like, Richie, you're a dick. <laughs> dumb shit with your uh it's it's her fault i'm blaming her yeah and i think we all need to rally around richie maybe we can invite him to the list <laughs> get him back on track we, we should invite him back the, um speaking of domestic violence we brought up for a second yesterday but lamont smith head coach of usd which mm-hmm. the story was when it first when i first said it to you i thought the story was that there was an argument between him and his wife yeah him and his bitch yeah how about that bitch got mouthy <laughs> In San Francisco, after USD with a big win, all of a sudden he gets arrested at the airport. And you're like, holy shit, man. Isn't this a Catholic school? Yes. Don't they have different standards? And you're like, oh, my gosh. Didn't you play for the university? Yeah, you did. Yes. And you're like, you're probably coached your last game. You're yeah. probably about done. Yeah, you're done. Unless the fucking chicken ranch puts a <laughs> basketball team together, you're done. I love the uh, I love the video tonight that Channel 10 had of Lamont Smith. Just aimlessly walking around baggage claim. And and think about any flights that you and I have taken recently when we've come back. I, I just I haven't flown that much. But I come back from Chicago and you get to baggage claim and there's 10,000 people yeah. there, right? It doesn't matter if you're in Chicago or Phoenix, San Diego. You come back, there's always 10,000 people. So I guarantee you Lamont Smith is on that flight going, all right, well... I'm a black guy in San Diego. There's not a lot of us, but there'll be a lot of people. I'll just blend in the yep. baggage claim and I'll get the fuck. That place was empty. It looked like his flight landed at 3.30 in the morning, and the camera's like, there he is. There he is. One guy in Under Armour pants. Follow him, and he's acting like he's on his phone, just calling whoever. Yeah, who are you calling? 
<laughs> your attorney? Yeah. <laughs> God damn. Uh, man, look, uh, I don't know him. I don't think we ever did. We ever talk no, to him? No, we never He's spoke to him. Been there three years. Yeah. Well, what's our problem? Because we don't give a shit about USD yeah, sports. Yeah, like everybody else in this <laughs> yeah. town. We haven't talked to Dale Lindsay either. Yeah. <laughs> Dale Jr., we book him. Yeah, dude, double check. Go to Yelp. Make sure wherever you're getting your bitch from, make sure she's strong. <laughs> it is like shit. It, it, Dave and I love that story. There's there's a radio guy that got busted in Seattle. Dude, you got to live with a certain amount of a fear factor. Yeah, that's You have insane. to live... With a bit of a fear factor when you're in that kind of job. And Lamont Smith did not follow Dave and Jeff's rule number one. If what I'm about to do gets out, is that fucker Jay Posner going to put this in the sports page? <laughs> is that a rule? Yes. I thought the rule was that the person on the other end has as much to lose as you have to lose. That's why Clinton was fucked. There's no one that has as much to lose as the president. That's yeah, I'm, ne- I'm never in. I'm never in a circle where you go. Well, there's anybody here who's got more to lose than me. No, I just go shit. After all the shit that I've given to that paper. Yeah, but you got your t- you got your players that you coach in the same fucking hotel. Well, that's Are you what, insane. Uh, Lamont, come on, kid. Come on now. Come on now. What are you doing? Yeah. Goddamn, Lee Sand just released five new scenes, so you don't have yeah. to have this shit. Get together. Jesus. Yeah, and I loved I loved the press release tonight uh, from USD. And I will say honestly, I almost just said I loved the release from USD. I said I better put press release in front because <laughs> I I'm classy like that. Yeah. When you're talking about a guy with a hooker, you don't want to just say the release. You want to say the press release. We are a faith based uh, institution. You're like Lamont, that means yeah. you're fucking fired. <laughs> That's, what, that's, that's exactly it. what it means. Yeah, you horny bastard. <laughs> Why don't you go home and say 20 Hail Marys and you still aren't getting your yeah. job back. And make sure your wife and daughter, when you're just sitting there eating your hungry man Salisbury steak, I bet that'll taste <laughs> good tonight. God damn. Oh, my gosh. Dude. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Who they bring back? And I'll just tell you this. Yeah. I'll tell you this, USD. Here's why I think you're all a bunch of fucking clowns. Because the great Eric Musselman, whose dad, Bill Musselman, was the coach of the Gophers when I was a mere yeah. lad. And all of those Gophers came out and did Sweet Georgia Brown, which I'm shocked no college team has ever done again. The Gophers, Dave, when I was a kid, think about how fun Aztec basketball would be if Brian Dutcher had all those guys out at the center doing Sweet Georgia Brown and get the crowd into it that'd like the Globetrotters did. When crazy. I was a kid, that's what they did. Eric Musselman wanted the USD job and nobody over there would talk to him about it. Now, I remember having Eric on the show going, yeah, I want to I go back. Yeah. Well, now, he's, I think he's doing well at Nevada. I think he's doing okay with the Wolfpack up there. But shit, your opportunity. When a, when a good dude comes and he's not cruising Craigslist yeah. <laughs> trying to get a rub and tug, I think you got what you deserved. I'm sorry for all parties involved. Next time, use your head. Don't outthink your coverage. When you were in, uh, when you were in Minnesota growing up, did you have Kevin McHale and Michael Thompson? Did you All go of to those games? Flip Saunders. Yep. That's pretty cool. Trent Tucker. That's pretty um, cool. Who else? Mark Landsberger, former Laker great. Yep. Dave um, Winfield was before your time. Way before my time. Yep. Yeah. Um, 
when I was a kid, uh, Tony Dungy was the quarterback on the Gophers. That's insane. My favorite player. That's pretty damn my cool. My initial favorite player. Uh, loved him. Yeah, and he doubted me when I we had him on the show, and I said, "You were my." He was of any sport my favorite yeah. player, Tony Dungy, when I was a kid. That's um, cool. Loved him. A horseshit quarterback, but <laughs> was he a horseshit quarterback? Awful. Could he not pass, or what was the deal? Oh, he could pass. He just found a lot of guys from Purdue. <laughs> um, but I loved him. That was my main guy. Uh, it's funny that you mentioned that your main guy. You know, my main guy has always been Steve Garvey. You know. Yeah. And every time Steve Garvey comes on or has ever done anything with us, Jeff has always said the one thing. Don't say anything creepy this time. Yeah. Don't freak him out. Yeah, to the Garve. The one thing I said to the Garve that I thought was going to go a long way and completely shocked me was when I told the Garve, literally, I have written in my will that I'm going to be buried in a Steve Garvey jersey. Wow. And he thought it was, I don't think he thought it was anything except let's just change the subject. Yeah, he didn't Because now I am freaked out. That was the creepy time, I think. Right there. Well, there's a story that came out uh, d- today. Did you mm-hmm. see the story about the kid in Florida, okay, who, who was okay. unfortunately one of the kids that was killed last week? Yeah. Joaquin Oliver was the kid that was, was killed, and they buried him in a Dwayne Wade jersey. Oh, wow. So they tell Dwayne Wade the story about him being buried in, in his jersey. Dwayne Wade got so emotional, almost broke down in tears. Yeah. If Garvey would have fucking done that for me, why couldn't he do that for me? Now I got to go change my will because it completely doesn't appreciate it. Yeah, I'm gonna get buried in a Joe Ferguson jersey. <laughs> she get buried in uh, in an Andy Ashby jersey. Andy Ashby Andy was so you. fucking cool to us yesterday. Randy Jones loved yes. you. Yes, Trevor was good to you. Trevor was great to us. Yeah, you're right. There are a lot of guys out there that might appreciate it more, but Garvey completely didn't appreciate it. Yeah, no, he didn't like it at no. all. No, so I mean, when it, when I got smacked in the face by the Garve, basically, Dungey was at least cool to you. Yeah, Garvey's like, is Jeff still there? <laughs> that was yeah. kind, of, kind of the way the conversation went. Do you know what's funny, Dave? Is as I moved out of the house, uh, that's funny. I hadn't thought about this. When I moved out of the house, I left all jerseys behind for my kids. Yeah. Um. So I had over the years, I got a really cool Minnesota Wild game jersey. I had a game worn throwback Chad Wagner Gulls jersey that I loved. Yeah. Um, I got a couple other, like, that friends had got me of, uh, like, the Outdoor Classic, a Bruins jersey yeah. and a Gophers jersey. And I left all those for my kids. But you know what else I left back? I left back the Van McElroy jersey. I did. Yeah. And and I I just did it because I, I'm not really – I don't wear jerseys. Yeah. Um, I've I've said how much that meant to me. I didn't do it for any other reason than I felt like it would be a constant reminder of where we were and where we are today. And so I thought, well, there's 10 jerseys up there. Yeah. But I'm just wondering right now, honestly, did I do the wrong thing or did I do the right thing? Put it this way. If you would have taken them all with you and left the Van McElroy jersey, you probably would have hurt her feelings. Yeah, you know? I, I didn't want to But do you that. left them all behind. I so, left them all. The only one I took, I did take. The only one I took. Armin Killebrew? Uh, no, I didn't take that. I didn't take the. I had a Harmon Killebrew. I had a Joe Mauer that I left behind. Um, I left them all. The only one I did take was the Boach jersey. Oh, that's cool. Um, because that was given to me directly yeah. by him. Yeah. But all the rest, I just left, and I said they're for my kids. But I left the McElroy jersey too. Yeah. Just be. Yeah. Well, I, that's good. You left them for your kids. When yeah, your kids yeah. get a little bit bigger and they can pull them off, they want to. If you. Go to any high school sporting event or, or the, when young kids go out to bars even. You know, kids yeah. that are in their 20s, let's say kids. 
anybody younger than me. But it, when you see kids, they're always wearing jerseys. They're they're, yeah. they're 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 like you know kind of a fashion thing. Now I was joking around with my son. I go, you should take it to another level. You should always wear the bottoms with the jersey. So if it's a yeah. baseball jersey, you should go in baseball. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> or show the Magic Johnson and go with the the old Lakers shorts. But anyway. It's nah, dude. You didn't do the wrong thing. If you again, if you took I didn't them do it all, maliciously. Yeah, I didn't do it with hate. I'll, I'll tell you this too. Um, I gave my son Cade. I gave him my wedding ring. Okay. Because I said um, I didn't know what I was going to do with it, and I gave him my wedding ring, and I said, "Take care of this." I said, "This meant a lot to me. Take care of it because I don't want to throw yeah. it away." No, you're going to throw it away. Um, I gave that to him, and then to my son Jack, I gave my watch that she had given me. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful watch. And I just gave it to him. I said, "Just take care of this. This meant yeah. a lot to me. It, it was special." So it's the same thing. I I didn't do it. Um, like I, I just felt like I can either give it to them and have them value it, or yeah. or what else? Am, what else am I going to do with it? Um, I didn't feel right, uh, like my ring. But I didn't feel. Chuck it away. You're gonna chuck it. No, no, no. I I wouldn't do that, Um, unless Jeannie Pepper says you need to throw that away, or or we're not going on tour. (laughs) Then it's fucking gone. Later, lady. (laughs) I'll get a new one when this bus pulls into Branson, Missouri. Oh my gosh! I'll go to Mickey Gillies. Um, But no, that was. But it's funny you say that about the jerseys. Because I was just thinking about that. I go, yeah, shit. I had a bunch of them. But yeah. but they were all gifts to me. They were gifts to me. Um, from, from One of them was from my buddy Rick who passed away. Um, but yeah, I left them all for them. So, all right, cool. cool. I'm glad you signed off on G- that. Yeah, no, no. With that, no, absolutely. That's uh, the Bochu one. I'm glad you took the Bochu one. Yeah, I got that. It, it's That to me is awesome. Uh, I got to hit. Uh, that little twerp Weddle owes me a jersey. He sure does. He's owed you a jersey for a few years. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I gotta get that guy before he's forgotten about <laughs> sh- showing up at Alumni Day. Speaking of uh, sports, a little bit, San Diego Padres—they they win today. Does it matter to you at all if they ever win again? No, couldn't care less. Do, do you forget about the final score then? Does it matter which guys are starting to do things? Nope, what couldn't I, care less. You don't care that Hunter Renfro hit a home run today? Means nothing. Eric Frenchy Cordero. Yeah, I mean, I like all those yeah. guys, but who was the guy? They're they're all Paul McAnulty. Yeah, right but now. I mean, yeah, no shit. But you look at a guy like Renfro, you think could be a starter. Frenchie Cordero, who wants to be a starter and feels he should be a starter. Does it surprise you when you look at the lineup right now that Renfro's the one in left and they put Myers back in right? That did surprise me a little bit. That did, because of Renfro's arm. Yeah. But Myers will tell you his favorite outfield position is right field. And Myers has a good arm. Renfro has, has a crazy arm, though. But when you look today, and I thought AC pointed something out. That what, do you you go, say, what do you say? I'll, I'll, I'm he curious. pointed out that Will Myers has played, I think, over 1,000 professional innings in right field and has played, I think he had 42 and left. The main reason I like that deal with Myers and right is that when you go to Petco Park, left field's not a real big area. True. Right field to center field is a very big area. True. When you go to, you know, even in places like Colorado, you got to cover so much damn ground. Dodger Stadium, you got to cover yeah. so much damn ground. That speed that Myers has compared to with Margo. Yeah. To, to really, you look at that, go, that's a pretty good outfield right there when you look at the arms in the corners, but also for the fact that you said your center field or your right field are cover a shitload of ground. Yeah. No, I like that. And I I listened. I listened to it. it. May have been on Darren's show. I, I I don't know, but I w- I was kind of listening to somebody. Shit, David may have just been yesterday. 
uh, at the memorial for Kevin. But you're talking about you're starting to slowly see the pieces come in. Where you go, Myers, Margot, Renfro could be your outfield for a while. Yes. And I honestly don't know, maybe going back to Gwyn, Finley, Vaughn, but even those guys, by the time they came together, they they were up close to 30, if yes, not over were. 30. Yeah, you're right. So now when you go, okay, Myers, Margot, Renfro, that could be your outfield. Yeah. With Cordero or Jankowski in the mix or whoever else you want to talk about. Now you know that Renfro's going to uh, – no, Renfro. You know Hosmer's going to be there at first. You know Hedges is going to be there. All of a sudden, you go, shit, man. Five of our soon-to-be everyday eight are here, and you can watch them. And now let's just see what happens, how long until Tatis and Urias and, and whatever else happens. But But why those games will be interesting in April – is to watch those five guys yeah. that I would say the outfielders in Hosmer are going to be relatively close to the top of your lineup. They may be your one, two, three, and four, yeah. depending on where you put Headley or, or Galvis. But um, and and I don't know. Maybe I'm skipping right over Perella. Boy, Perella hit the shit out of the ball in the second half last year. No, he's 28. But I like it, Dave. That you go. Okay, here are the first. Five building blocks moving forward, and and let's see what what they can do. I think that part makes it interesting. Woody Williams screwed up everything regarding spring training for me, both offensively and defensively. And it's when we had him on, and he said, "I I don't all I do in spring training is practice new pitches. Yeah, it's all I'm doing. I know how to throw my fastball. I know how to throw my breaking ball." But this may be the time when I try to develop a split finger or work on my changeup yeah. or do whatever else I'm going to do. And if I have an ERA of 17.7, I don't really care because by the time we get to L.A. or Colorado yeah. for opening day, the bullshit pitches are gone. Yeah, We're also out of the conditions of the dry heat in Arizona where the ball flies off. And and it's it's bullshit games. I'm just trying to yeah, get loose. Right. I'm just trying to throw 40 pitches. I'm not trying to win an important game. So the advantage is clearly for the hitters in all of these games. Pitchers are just trying to throw. You know, you look at yeah. 19 different arms. Guys that are heading to double A. No, I don't. I don't care about. Yeah, that. I don't care about the wins and losses either. I do care about to see if the guys are starting to swing it. You know. You brought up uh, Chase Headley's name in the last podcast, and you were saying if this guy hits this many home runs. I 18. Think 18. You know how many home runs Chase had last year? How many? 12. Eesh. Yeah, that's what I was saying. As soon as I saw that, I said, man, I'd go look that up as soon as you, you mentioned it to me. I'm going, How many games? You know, it's funny you say that because a lot of his playing time decreased after the trade deadline because they acquired Todd Frazier. Oh, that's right. Remember? Yeah. And, and the reason they had to get Frazier is because Headley wasn't putting up the numbers they needed. Yeah for what the New York Yankees were trying to do. But anyway, you look at Headley, and who knows what Headley's going to do. He's 34 years old, 273, 12 home runs, 61 runs knocked in is what he had a year ago. And he got to figure out it's not it's probably going to get worse. It, it, after 34 years old, it usually gets worse, doesn't get better. Amazing to think he's 34. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. It, it, it's crazy. You know what's funny is when you look at Aswaya, you go, oh, well, the guy's older than what the young guys are. Yeah. Is he part of the future? Aswaya's only 26. Yeah. Same age as Renfro. 
Yeah. Wow. And that's said, what's funny. And yeah. Sit there and go, well, if Renfro's part of the future, why isn't his wife? Because you keep hearing about the other second baseman behind him that's 20. Yeah, yours. Yeah. And you're going, oh, man, they got another guy that. And, and so let's say that's the case where both mm-hmm. those guys are doing well. Well, guess what? Now all of a sudden you have a trade chip. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can trade these and, guys and, and you get someone else to to kind of do the circle deal where you bring your new second baseman up and next thing you know you got an arm for a Swahe or something. Yeah, it, it's the nailer deal, yep. right? I mean, at, at some point you go, okay, well, we'll try to flip this guy. Um, you go through the whole deal. I, I like it, man. I like it. And, and somebody, again, I was trying to think of who I was. Shit, it was – Darren may have had somebody on, and I can't for the life of me think. Or, or no, you know who it might have been? Kaplan had Trevor on today. Oh, he did? And, and Trev said – he goes, for the first time in a long time, you have stability and ownership where they put out the money for Hosmer and they spent the money on the international guys and you have a guy in Preller making trades and doing things to replenish the farm system. I think that is so true and probably something that we as fans, at least you and I, I'll, yeah. I'll just keep it in here, we probably glaze over that a lot more than we should. You should look at that and go, Shit, man, after what happened at the end of the Moore's run and the disaster that was Jeff Morad, to have ownership that says, yeah, we're going to commit $75 million in the international market and go out and get some of these guys, and then we're going to put hundred, we're going to put $80 million out for Myers, and then we're going to put $100 million out for Hosmer. That's pretty goddamn awesome. Yeah. While continuing to make improvements every year at Petco Park. Every year there's something new where you go, it's a better ballpark to be. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I thought Kevin Acey had something funny today. He had a mailbag, and somebody was like, when are we going to tell Ron Fowler to just pipe down? And I, I agree with what Acey. Acey said he's candid. He cares. How nice to have a guy that actually cares about the product, and, and I don't think Ron should quiet down, That is what Kevin wrote, and I agree with Kev 100%. I, I love that Fowler's is fired up about this product as he is. My favorite thing about Ron Fowler is he's a baseball guy. He's a fan. You know, yeah, and, I love and, the game. And not, not to the George Steinbrenner part where he gets in the way and it's about George getting in front of the camera. Yeah, It's about the fact that Ron loves the game of baseball. I mean, he said it before. He wanted to be a Major League Baseball player. Mm-hmm. He loves it. He's a guy where money's not an issue in his life. But he's a fan. And when you know that you're nearing closer to 80 and who knows how many years he has on the planet, hopefully it does mean something to him to say, it's important to me we win a World Series before I pass away. I also like the fact, and, and we didn't really talk about it uh, to the level that the other – that I heard Scott talk about it today and I heard Darren talk about it too, and, and they were exactly right. Ron and Peter picked up the tab for that entire thing yesterday. I was thinking about that yesterday, thinking to, who picked this up. I was thinking it had to be those guys. Yeah, and and – to put that on, put that whole thing together, right? Concession stands were open. Those people have to be paid. Parking lot attendants were there. Those people have to be paid. Um, security, as far as a lot of ushers for a section. Um, and then to open up the Lexus Club for, Dave, there had to be, what, 300, 500 yeah. people in there? And it was an open bar and it was food and everything else. I'm guessing it costs at least $100,000. It might have. Because you ever been to a real nice wedding? I mean, yeah. think about it. You're talking about fifty to 100000 Yeah. I think that's about $100,000. Uh, and and you go, okay, but but for a guy that meant so much to this franchise as Kevin did, 
under a different ownership group that never worked with him, but but Ron knew him. Yeah. Uh, Pete said he, he got to know him over the last year. For them to do that, after what we went through with the Spanos family turning their back, I just think there are things that we could probably do as a fan group where we go, shit, man, these guys are pretty good. If we only got one one girl to dance with at the party, she's not a bad-looking yeah. chick. They, they do it, and they do it right. And right, I, I mean, I, I feel like we all spend so much time bitching about the uniforms that we may miss some of the cool things that they are doing in this community. I know I do. Um, I was reminded of it yesterday. We go, God dang, this is pretty good. This this reminds me of of Joan. This reminds yeah. me of the early Moore's Lucino days. Yeah, we, we should enjoy these guys. We it, it could be easy to be the Tampa Bay Rays or the Marlins right now and going through all of the frustration that they have. And instead, we kind of feel like they've stabled the ship uh, or steadied the ship, and I like that a lot. We'll point it in the right direction. I'll, I'll, sure. I'll say that. I mean, until yeah. you, you know, you obviously finish with a 500 record and you feel that way, but I believe that the you know the, the future is something to get excited much about. Bi- much much better brighter than, today than much it's better been than in a, long a time. lot of teams. I got news for you. They're in a better situation than the Giants, and the Giants might yeah. have a better season in 2018, but the Giants aren't making a run to the World Series anytime soon. That minor league system is bare. I mean, yeah. there, there's there's a lot of trouble coming their way. Speaking of, of minor leagues, a couple things. Okay. Aaron Judge says the shoulder's still not ready to go. His left shoulder he had surgery on, which is a hitter. Think about it. That's your follow-through. Yeah. That, that's a big damn deal. But the Yankees are doing something a lot of teams have done. We, we thought about it yesterday because we saw the picture. But remember when Garth Brooks came and went to spring training with the mm-hmm. Padres? And it was, it was it was fun, and it was entertaining. and it was Raised a, money for a, charity. Yeah, it was a national story. Russell Wilson now oh, in yeah. camp with the New York Yankees. And he was in the group with Judge, with Stanton, and then Russell Wilson. Hit six home runs wow. in batting practice. It was funny because his jersey is number three. Oh, yeah, nice. He wanted three. <laughs> yeah. The Yankees said, and, uh, yeah, the Yankees said no. And he's like, I think someone was wearing it. And, you know, yeah. <laughs> obviously it's Babe Ruth's number. But he, one of those things where he, he's out there. What, what do you think, spring training, you just mentioned, you don't take it seriously. He's not going to play in any games at all. Cool to have that's a guy good. like Russell Wilson, a guy that's a professional athlete in another sport that is a, a true champion, has won before, played in big games, or did the Yankees, are they past that? They've played in big games too. Uh, for me, I would say cool for now, cool for 10 days. But then there's a lot of pressure on us in a pretty good American League East. And uh, photo day is over. Twerp. <laughs> Dude, he looks so small with those other guys. Too, man. Those guys are giants. He looks so freaking yeah. small out there. It's funny how, how with that, we got to get Stevie Woods on because I'm dying to know what he thinks. He was so excited about the Yankees getting Stanton. We would be too if yeah. he went to our favorite team. But now that the Red Sox get J.D. Martinez, so many people are saying the Red Sox are the better team in the East. It has Man. to drive him crazy because they're always saying the Yankees don't have the pitching to compete with what the Red Sox have. But you look at that division and those powerhouses again, it's one of the reasons I can't wait for baseball season. The J.D. Martinez thing was crazy, though, because there's issues with the foot and they had to reword the contract where now the team has an out and the player has an out. I mean, look, John Carlos Stanton's been banged up but and, and there's no – the Marlins didn't write any out clauses that I saw in that deal. I love it, man. I love it. I think it's good, but you know what? I think the National League West is going to be good. I think the Diamondbacks. They had three teams in the playoffs last year. Yeah, Diamondbacks are different because that's a big bat to lose out. Do McCutcheon and Longoria have anything left for the Giants? Can they get anything left? Will Samarja 
or Johnny Cueto? Will they be yeah. anything? What will Bumgarner be like? The Dodgers bouncing back so good, but but what are they like after? I mean, look what happened after yeah. the Cubs won. We thought the Cubs yeah. were loaded. I mean, Cubs still made the playoffs, but they but, weren't. They weren't the same team. They had such yeah. a miserable first half. They just weren't the same team. Yeah. And then you look at the Rockies, and you you look at the Rockies, and and what Bud's got those guys doing. Um, I I like it, man. Yeah. I I just I like the West, but you have to figure out where San Diego is going to be in that mix. What will Hosmer mean? What will those guys mean to the West? Uh, I think it'll be really really fun. We we've we've been told for years, kind of, hey, it's coming, it's coming. We always wanted to believe it, but I think now you're you're starting to see a little bit of the fruit of the labor pay off, yeah. and and you go, okay, this could be good going to be fun. I would like to see the Padres win. I know it sounds dumb right here because they're 162 games in a year. I'd love to see the Padres win game one of the season. Andy After. Green has never been above 500. Never been 500. Really? Ever. Just if you win the first fucking game. God. You got it. You did win it. Win it for Andy. You got the monkey off your back. You're like Steve Young when they beat the Chargers. <laughs> um, yeah, I like that. Okay, so we talked about Lamont Smith. Um. Uh, what else? Uh, there's only. Remember last night I talked about Aztec games. Yes. There is an Aztec game tomorrow night, uh, but it doesn't start till eight o'clock. Is that that's got to be for TV, right? It has to be for TV. Yeah. yeah. God damn. Probably on T- CBS. Tickets. I could have got in for six bucks a ticket, but it's a school yeah. night. My my kids are wiped out at eight thirty at night. But I was bummed. And then after that, there's a game on Saturday. And then that's it for the Aztecs. That's it. Senior day is Saturday. What yeah. about Saturday? You gonna try and get them in? Nah, we got birthday stuff we have oh, to go to. That person's gonna have another one. Oh, don't be so sure. No shit. We people are dropping you around are, here. Jesus Christ. You are kidding. I feel like if I was on an episode of Heart to Heart, people would go, That guy, he's the guy. Everyone around he's the me guy. seems Everybody to get around him, sick yeah. Or, or die. Um, so I think that's it. Anything else? God, it felt like there was something else that happened. We I almost said we hit Heather Locklear. No, we didn't. Did Lisa Ann respond to you? Nope. She may be out. Fuck. She may be out. Look, it happens, man. It happens. And now, all of a sudden, we're on a quest to track down Jeannie Pepper. <laughs> Who is the girl from The Insatiable? Do you remember? Blonde hair. She did. <laughs> I just named half the girls in porn. Yeah. <laughs> Not 75%. But, uh... Damn it. Uh, I know I'm going to draw a blank. I know she passed away. I'm like, God dang, she was the first girl, and she she dried too. What the hell's going to happen? Oh, uh, Marilyn Chambers. Marilyn Chambers. God damn. I, she probably would have been about 81 right now. I'd have booked her too. <laughs> Is Seika still around? Where's Kay Parker? We'll book all of these. And for Tracy and all of you that are so nice, I looked all these names up. Yeah. I've never heard of any of these people. <laughs> I've never heard of any of them. Who's the one you said you have in your phone? Nikki Benz. How'd you get that number? She contacted us when you and I were doing uh, the show on Fox, the national show. All okay, these girls okay. started reaching out. Hang on. Let, yeah. Let's just hear this story. That's let's true. Just, uh, okay. So how do you go, hey, how do we get your number? Because we're on Fox Radio, which was owned by iHeart and Premier. There's no way we can put Nikki Benz on. Let me hear no. this story. Just, honestly, when you, and I were doing the, <laughs> when you and I were doing the national show for Fox yeah. Sports Radio, she reached out to me. Said she was a huge, uh, huge sports fan, huge uh, Maple Leafs fan. Let's from, book her. From, Today was the trade deadline. From, <laughs> we give a shit what she thinks about the trade deadline. No. 
No, I don't care. <laughs> Are you shocked by the Vegas Golden Knights? No, I don't care. It was. It's funny, but a few of those people have reached out. I had a girl reach out to me uh, last night, but this morning when I looked at my phone. I was on like, Twitter? What? We get a it bunch was, of weird like, shit on Twitter. It was Twitter. Twitter. And yeah, you know what? Weird ones. Here, here's, you ever get this move right here where it's on Twitter? And you're like, well, who's following me? Because whoever follows me, I'll click on your face and look at your history and go, well, that's nice enough that you followed. Who are you? Yeah. And then you'll see whatever listener of the show, live in San Diego, whatever, 61 followers. I don't care how many followers you have, but whatever. You listen to the show, you care. I'm like, you're boring. (laughs) Boring. (laughs) So whoever the girl was, alarm goes off 545, and I look at my phone. First thing I do when I grab it. And I'm like, hey, and someone who followed me. And I click on it, scroll down to, and every scene is a fuck scene. And I'm just like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. And it's like, it's like tra- trailer trash porn. It's yeah, not, it's I not have... like, it's like, who's holding the camera? What the yeah. hell's going on? And then you scroll down further and you're like, what the F is this? Yeah. Where is this? <laughs> like, it, it looks, <laughs> looks like it's shot out in a mool. You're oh. like, who, who's. <sighs> Here, out of out of all the people that ever reached out to me, the the craziest way reacted was there's a girl Denise Melania. Okay, you you okay. know who she's. I've talked to you before. I've told you you got to see this girl. She reaches out to me. She's a model. Anyone who's listening, you got to Google her. She's one of the prettiest girls on the planet. So she <laughs> yeah. she reaches out to me, and I'm texting her back and forth for about 15 minutes. And then I caught myself like, what the fuck am I doing? Like for those 15 minutes, completely wasn't married. Yeah, you know. <laughs> And then I was like, hey, I got to go. And I was like, I think I'm just going to drive to the Coronado Bridge and jump off. Right now <laughs> no tribute show. I have no idea what I'm doing or where I'm at, but completely fell into a trance. You know, they always say when you see a good looking girl and she starts talking to you, you don't hear anything for the first 30 yeah, seconds. Like, I can't tell you the weather in San Diego over the last 10 years, basically. No. Every time the weather comes on, I don't know if it's going to rain tomorrow. Well, here's the one that just started following me. She is at Claire, C L A I R E. Lauren's L A U N R E N S. Okay. Follows you. So it's the same thing, Dave, okay. where all of a sudden your numbers jump and you go, oh, okay. So she has a grand total of two tweets. Uh, she's following <laughs> 85 people and there are 11 people following her. And I'd love to figure out who the 11 are, but we don't get any internet in here. So I can't see. So Claire at Claire L A U N R E S. Is she following you? Ah, shit. Hold on a second. Got All right. So, Dave, go here's on. the go first. On. Spell it out again. I'm sorry. Oh, you fucking I'm sorry. Moron. I was looking for the girl that's following me this morning. I was going to show you. I'm not lying. Go ahead. C-L-A-I-R-E-L-A-U-N-R-E-S. I feel like I'm on fucking Wheel of Fortune. No. She's not following you? Okay. So, yesterday, she said, home all day. Yay. Yay, but fun resting. And that's the picture of her. She's in a bra and torn up jeans. Hey. Hey. Well, if you're going to rest, let's make sure our hair and makeup are done. Now, all of a sudden, yesterday must have been a very exhausting day, or Saturday must have been an exhausting day for Claire. Because the only other tweet, again yesterday, was happy home resting a quite Sunday. Claire, you need to get spell check, baby. It's a quiet (laughs) Sunday, not a quite Sunday. But Dave, look at her. I mean, she's obviously yeah. much more comfortable than she was yeah. in the earlier picture. Exactly. And of her 11 followers, five of them liked it. Now, let's see. Somebody replied to it. Guaranteed Costa's one of them. Dude, that's the thing on Facebook. When I put that Facebook page together and all of a sudden um, you go, 
who are these chicks where they're like, this person may know you or that person may know you. Likes one person, uh, Costa. <laughs> now I have another one that's following me. Now here's the other one that I have. The other one that's following me is Abby Baby. And her uh, Twitter is at a- Abby Baby 2003 She's a fashion icon and lover of all things. Follow me, follow back. She's a fitness model and she does graphic t-shirts. But you go, shit, she's okay. She probably knows what's happening. And then uh, LaHoya.com started following me too. So I got two hot (laughs) chicks in LaHoya.com and Cindy Margolis. I don't think that's the real Cindy Margolis. I don't you think don't that, think you don't think so. God dang it, that sucks. Okay, look here we go. Jamie Brown. Okay, this is a girl that followed me today. Okay, okay. Brown with an E at the end. Okay, now look. See, I'm not. Oh lying. yeah, she's getting boned. Yeah, see, they're all like that though. What's her name? <laughs> Jamie Brown. J- she spells it J A I. Okay. Okay. <laughs> M I E. B Brown B R O B W N E. This is so bad. It is terrible. But every scene is her just getting plowed. Yeah. Shit. And she loves Demi Lovato. <laughs> hey, Demi Lovato and our friend DJ Khaled tonight at Via Serena. Yeah, I'm shocked I'm even here. I don't get. I don't know what's up in this at Bub's place. I got internet like a champion. Maybe it's because Sprint sucks. Is it Sprint it could sucks? Be. I gave it the password right. Yeah. Okay. But I don't know. I can't. I can't find Jamie Brown. All so right. Sorry. There you go. So all it's right. not working. All right. That's it. <laughs> that's all you're gonna get. So you open that shit up at work. Good luck. Yeah, I'll see you tomorrow God morning. Dang. No kidding. <laughs> Lamont Smith is like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, stupido. Uh, too damn funny. All right. Hey, when we get out of here, I want to thank, of course, the people that make this podcast happen. We couldn't be happier to have them part of the show. Happy Plumbing, the guys over there, Blake, and the guys at Happy Plumbing doing a fantastic job. We tell you all the time, the best way to get in touch with them is through the website, happyplumbing.com. But the phone number you need to have on your phone, I'm telling you, put in, it's going to be the smartest move you need. You've heard me say it over and over again, and you're like, I'll get to it. I'm telling you, you should do it right away because you're going to need them before you know it. 24 hour service, seven days a week. Happy Plumbing understands emergencies. They're never ideal. Plumbing services are always needed throughout the year, and that's why you need to have that number. Put them in your wallet. Don't forget, 619-433-4943. Do it either way. Do it for preventative maintenance, right? Have them come out, double check. God dang, we've seen those stories about the water bill going crazy. I don't trust any of these utility companies. I really don't. I don't trust SDG&E. I don't trust the water district. I don't trust any of them. So have Blake come out. Make sure you're all squared away. If you're like me, you're getting ready to move into a new place. I'm going to be like, dude, clean these drains. You aren't kidding. Clean these drains. Let's do a quick walkthrough. Take a look. See what I need. Is it going to work, right? In the morning, is the shower going to fire up? Is the dishwasher going to work? Is the disposal going to work? I swear, Dave, I I am going to call him just for that reason. Because you never know who was there before yeah. you, right? I'm I'm going to treat the place I move into the way a lot of you treat those motel rooms you rent out in El Centro, where you're like, I don't know who the hell was here. I am putting a goddamn sumo suit on, and I'm going to sleep upright. 
That's the way I'm going to be until Blake comes out and just tells me, Jeff, the drains are clean. Yeah. Your water pressure's fine. Your hot water heater works. Because if he tells me, you know what? None of it works. It's all a bunch of shit. Then it's time for me to move on. Exactly. That's too damn funny. You know, I, I was doing my taxes over the weekend. Yeah. My water for the year was over $6,000. Is that God. crazy? Yeah. I think yeah. that's, I think though, you know what? Joking about that. I think that's one of the reasons why you need to call Blake. Yeah. Because you need to see, dude, what am I doing wrong here? What am I doing wrong? And how do I make that number different? Yeah. Insane. Yeah. It was almost more than double what it was you the year before. You can't write. And there's one less guy here. Yeah. You're right. There's one less person taking showers in the God stuff. damn it, sugar. <laughs> um, yeah. Again, as Jeff said, we have uh, drain cleaning special right now. Any drain, $99. Blake's number, 619-433-4943. Happy Plumbing. That is the name you have to remember. Of course, Ryan Barkley. Talk ah. to Ryan all the time. Talk to Ryan today for a little bit. Such a good guy. Such a good family. Uh, Ryan has, I'm going to say it anyway. I probably shouldn't say it. Ah, shoot, maybe I shouldn't say it. I'm not going to say it. He, Ryan has some good news coming. I'll just leave it at that. Oh, good. Okay, because there's something he told me to say today. He said, don't say it. Well, I, then why that, are you wondering if you should say because it? Because I don't know if that he was the one thing. No, we talked about so many goddamn things. I don't know. I'll tell you what he I, told I me want, today. I don't want to be okay. I don't want to be the one to announce it. Ryan uh, and his family and his dad doing great things again. Scott and Ryan, they've been in the landscaping business for more than thirty-five years. Barkley Landscape Inc. They're the people to call if you're tired of coming home and you don't like the way your yard looks. The rain's going to kick in tonight. It's going to be raining. I think like it's crazy. raining legitimately. I think it's raining right now. I'm Holy looking shit, out at is. the driveway. It looks like it's soaking wet. I got flip-flops on. I'm parked a mile away. <laughs> it is raining right now. Look, when the rain stops and you say, what are we going to do with this yard? Look, it's time to start moving forward. Spring's just around the corner. You want your yard to look great for the summer. When you have people over, barbecues, everything else. Barkley Landscaping. Free estimates. What are you waiting for? Free estimates, by the way, with Happy Plumbing as well. We, we deal with guys that are very, very great to their awesome. customers. And, and I'm telling you right now, that free estimate, you have nothing to lose. Barkley Landscaping. Ryan's direct number. Here's the cell phone number. 619 619- Six six nine eight thousand six one nine six six nine eight thousand. It it's a relationship with these three guys, unlike any relationship we've ever had with sponsors. They're they're not sponsors; they're friends. Barkley was so great today, just checking in on me, making sure yep. I was all right. He was over at Cali Comfort having lunch uh, with another guy who's been insanely good, keeping me above water. <laughs> and Ryan's checking in and. I'm just telling him, you know, I said, man, I, I just, Dave and I appreciate you so much as, as a friend and what you're doing. And, and I said, I, I just, as partners being part of this thing, uh, I go, it means the world to me. And he writes me, he goes, I don't give a shit what you call the company. I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> <laughs> so for my main man, Ryan, we're immediately back. To Barkley Landscaping. Okay. And it's so funny. I told him, I said, I had like three buddies that are like, it's Landscape Inc., you yeah. dick. You were one of them. And Ryan's like, dude, I couldn't give yeah. less of a shit. Well, I only, care. Yeah, the company's only been in their family for 35 years, but he doesn't give a shit. I care. It's Barkley Landscape Inc. But if I say landscaping, he's going to let me slide, and I appreciate it. Um, just the best, man. Just the best. And, and I think anything you're doing, Dave, we, we've said it. It's all about trust. Yeah. When you go, these guys are going to look out for me. They're friends. 
they if you mention the podcast, yeah. they're they're just gonna be like, they're so happy to to see you. We're so happy they're part of the team. I've had this conversation with guys on terrestrial radio where you go, who do you have? Where you go, you're texting back and forth. You're messaging back and forth uh, the way we do with Ryan, the way we do it with Brian Curry. It, it's insane, and we couldn't be more – I know you and me are more humbled that these guys believe in what we're doing. They're the reason why it works because yeah. they jump behind it early. Barkley jumped behind it early, and uh, – I know I should be telling you about all the cool things they should do for your property. Follow him at Papa Bark because the before and after pictures, to me, I, I just get the biggest kick out of that. I, I'm so happy for him because it's always a job well done, but I'm so happy for the homeowner because I know how different yeah. it's going to be tomorrow and the day after when you drive home and they've crushed it again. Absolutely. It's funny. He, Ryan gave me a call this morning, and I used to coach his younger brother who's now playing college ball. I told you. And I said, hey, how's uh, how's your brother Aaron doing? Because he was so excited. Yeah. They drove to New Mexico to wow. watch his brother play. And he says, uh, Friday night didn't go so well. <laughs> what the, happened? The NCAA record on the worst loss in college baseball history. 39 nothing. Oh, my God. 39 fucking nothing. I was complaining about the Aztecs the other night, taking four and a half hours to play a game. 39 nothing. They lost. God dang. <laughs> Did his brother pitch? No, no, it's funny. He's a catcher that, that's incredible. Jesus. They threw him in a pitch. He closed it down for a couple yeah. innings just to stop the bleeding. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I love that. Like, just throw a couple innings, please. Yeah, oh, that's, 39 to nothing. It may hurt now, but but think about yeah. this. About five Christmases from now, that's going to be a hell of a story for yeah. the nephews <laughs> and, and, and Ryan's daughter. That's going to be great. Did I ever tell you about the time I drove to watch your uncle? Ryan, shut yeah. up. <laughs> Oh, no, those guys it. are great. You drove from San Diego to New Mexico. Could have been 50. Oh, my God. Yeah, could have been 50. <laughs> to get the big 4-0. Thanks. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Brian Curry, Jeff, has, oh. right now has, has talked about Brian Curry and over and over again because in Jeff's situation, Brian is going to help him out, just like I'll help you out, too. Brian Curry is your guy. He, he's the best in San Diego. Everyone in San Diego, somewhere, whether you're a homeowner, you're looking to sell, looking to buy, you rent, you're looking to buy, you think about it all the time. Don't tell me time doesn't go yeah. by. You don't think, when is the time I'm going to invest in property or I got to get out of this property? Brian Curry is the, exactly the guy you need to talk to. Selling real estate in San Diego County for more than 20 years. Here's Brian's number, 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. Man, I'm, I'm so sick of my kids, <laughs> and I'm sick of them right now when you mentioned Brian Curry because I've mentioned – that my sons, who I love, yeah. um, uh, and I'm going back to La Mesa because of my sons. But the way I drive down here now, I used to drive right down to 125. It's the most boring drive in all of San Diego. And fucking uh, Sandag or whoever those dicks are charges me like $4 to use the toll road to come down here. But now the way I come down is I come the 5 to the 54. Yeah. And as I made that drive the last couple of times, I'm like, look. I'm going to be single again, have a little dough. Uh, fuck, how great would it be to live downtown? That'd be something else. Well, I can't because <laughs> I got two kids that are like, shit, you got to move back to La Mesa. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> Me and Dagmar living downtown. You and Dagmar with your Yeah. Me and Jeannie Pepper. And I, I, Dave, I drive and, and for 15 minutes, maybe not 15, but but probably a solid... Six minutes, the only thing I see out the window is the downtown skyline. Yeah. And I go, I goddamn love it. <laughs> this would be the time. 
I, I don't need a crazy place. Put me up, Curry, <laughs> on the 18th floor. Put me up in my old buddy Kenny's apartment above Susie Wong's. <laughs> I won't climb up there. And I can't. So I'm like, ay, ay, ay. But if you're like me and you go, shit, I'm about to move. Don't worry about fucking places like I be, that shithole. Go, God damn it. I'm going right here. Yeah. Go downtown. Dave, you and I just saw the places that uh, are going in right next to Petco Park. And if, if those guys are charging a ton, it's a competitive business. Yeah. Somebody down there is going to be in your wheelhouse. What I'm getting at is there are so many great places to live in San Diego. It can be a bit overwhelming. Another guy who has been an incredible friend to me sure and to you. I uh, love Brian Curry. He will be there on April the 8th. Ryan Barkley will be there on April the 8th. Blake will be there uh, from Happy Plumbing on April the 8th. But if you're like me and now looking for a place to go, uh, he's the guy to call. And he's, he, Brian's going to help you out 20 years doing it and just as solid a dude as it gets as all three of those guys are. We couldn't be more uh, proud uh, to represent them. Absolutely. I'll give you Brian's number again, 619-251-1588. All right. If you're me right now and all things being equal, where would you go? Where would you move? I was, You know, it's funny. North County, I'd probably go. I'd probably, North I, County. I'd probably, <laughs> but you were so North County proud I know. a month ago. The thing is, I, I hate traffic. I tell you, to yeah, me. Traffic sucks. Fuck the, fuck the 8 and fuck yeah. the 805. Since I got back on the 5, yeah. my drive to Carlsbad is nothing. It's cut 25 minutes off my right? commute each way. Wow. Just driving the 5 because all you dicks on the 8 can't drive. And you 805 dumb shits that think living off Murray Ridge is so great. <laughs> it's bullshit. <laughs> Fuck you. We're all laughing at you. I never understood why people love Poway so much. I understand no, Poway is fine. But the 15 is not great. I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of traffic. 15 sucks. I always thought that if you move to California, <laughs> when people think about moving to California, they think about beaches. So why yeah. would you want to get close to the water? I never understood the people that had so much money that were so far away from the water. Man, I, I'll tell you what I did. Afraid of tsunamis? Yeah. Yeah, really? What are we doing? It was great yesterday. And this is the this is where I make. Hey, Brian, this is where I'm moving to right now. I, I know my kids think I'm coming to La Mesa, but I'll tell them I'm still looking for a place. For the next 10 years. Uh, my my son Jack was with me yesterday, and uh, we got up early. And I said, uh, what do you want to do? He goes, I don't know. What do you want to do? I go, you want to go down? You want to go down to the beach? You want to go down to Crystal Pier? When's the last time you were at Crystal Pier? Man, I can't remember. So we drive down to PB, and it was early. Yeah. It was probably about 9 o'clock yesterday morning. And son of a bitch, if I don't find a spot right in front of um, God damn it. What is it? Garnett comes all the way down to the pier and then whatever that runs. I don't think it's Mission. Might be Mission right there. Where Borden, Brew, where Borden Brew is at. Yeah, used to be a about. fat burger yeah. there, but now Borden Brew. I find a spot right in front. And my son and I just walk Crystal Pier. And cool. he's 10 and we're just hanging out. And I, I just, there's those little cottages that are there on Crystal Pier. Yeah. My boy, Don Winslow, who's still the baddest man on the planet, wrote a book a couple of years ago based in San Diego called Dawn Patrol. And the main character in Dawn Patrol, it's about an ex-cop, surfer in PB, solves a murder mystery. But he lived in one of those cottages. Really? And, and Chris Pier. yeah. Shit, I want to live there. <laughs> I want to live right there on, on one of those things. Now, I, I was looking at that 
again, you, you haven't been down there for a while. No, I haven't been there in that, a long time. That whole area is so awesome. And But people are, I forget, you can drive your car onto Crystal Pier because they're parking in front of those cottages. And so, uh, but we just did that. And then we went down, we walked the beach years ago. I had a buddy of mine whose dad had a place in the Capri by the sea. Right there in PB, uh, Jerry Tarkanian lived in the yeah. Capri by the sea. And so we just went, we walked down there, and we just, we just kind of hung out in PB. Yeah, nice. But as I said to uh, my son, Jack, I go, look, it's great. But if you're down here and all of a sudden you go, hey, at 1 o'clock, we're going to go see a movie. Well, there's no movie theater yeah, right in PB. True. So you have to go to Mission Valley or Fashion Valley. And then all of a sudden, you got to try to get home at 3.30 yeah. on a Saturday afternoon in PB or 5 o'clock. Bullshit. Yeah, you aren't kidding. Bullshit. Yeah. You're like, me and Seika are just staying in for the <laughs> night. We're not going anywhere. Seika is so damn funny, man. That popped in your head. But um, but I would go. I, I think downtown, I have friends that live in Little Italy. Little Italy is pretty cool, too. What I would like to do is go someplace. And maybe I can get it being close to La Mesa Village. But I miss the energy of, uh, Dave, of all places, when I lived in London. Yeah. When I lived in London for a year, I lived in an area called W2, and I lived right off of Wardour Street, uh, or uh, right off of Edgware Road, worked off of Wardour. And you could come down, lived on the 14th floor, It came down and you walked out and everything was going on. If you wanted to get a paper, yeah. if you wanted to get a slice of pizza, if you needed a coffee, if you needed to drop off your shirts for the dry cleaner, right? Anything was going on on your block. Yeah. And you could just walk your block and you could have fun. Um, having kids, it didn't really make much sense to to look at places down on Park or, or 7th or yeah. 8th or whatever. But shit, man, now that I make that drive down the five, I look at downtown, I go, God damn. Can you see yourself great. living down there, really? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. I would like it a lot. Now, the only yeah. thing that you would have to do is you'd have to be in one of those buildings where you could park. Oh, of course. Yeah, you know, park. But like yesterday when I came in uh, for the Towers thing, I came down 17th. Yeah. Man, that is just, uh, as, if you're a business owner down there on 17th, 16th, 15th, Man, Godspeed to you guys, man. It's just, it's overwhelming. And there are just people everywhere. And I just, I, I understand the homeless problem, but I also think we need to remember that there are a lot of people that are trying to live the American dream by by being an entrepreneur. And if we have 50 people out in front that are pissing and shitting yeah. and their business, we're not, we're not, we're not helping the homeless no. guys. And, and we're, we're turning our back on the entrepreneurs down there. We got to find a way to get this shit together, and uh, and get it straightened out and and revitalize downtown. But but to get back to the point, yeah, if I could go over, I loved. I worked at One America Plaza, and if you could go over that area, like I said, the Little Italy area, or just somewhere where you could come down. And just walk the streets downtown at night. I think it'd be great. Man, Me I'm and- not a downtown guy. Well, what I, a I, bitch! I, 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 Why not? not- <laughs> I don't think downtown's that great. It's fine to to drive to from where I, it's 20 minutes to get there. I can't stand walking with my feet are like sticking to the ground. Like I'm walking in like either piss or Mountain Dew. I don't know, but you know what I mean. You're walking. It's, it's so feels so fucking dirty, man. I'm just not. I'm more of a water, more of a beach guy. Um, I don't know. I'm just for me, it's not there. It's funny because in a city, let's say like. 
New York, Chicago, you know, Los Angeles is trying to fix their downtown up where major cities where downtown things could be happening. I don't know. I don't feel it that way in, in San Diego all the time. Or maybe I don't think it would be the right move for me where I think I'd just be exhausted. I just want to get away from people. Uh, I have breaking news. Oh, good. It better be good breaking news. You better back if up. Jeannie Pepper's fucking involved, man. I'll be really upset. <laughs> um, so, hang on. Let me send this quick because I can't write chew gum at the same and I'm time. I'm telling you, man. That's one thing women do, man. They multitask so much better than guys. I've heard back from Lisa Ann. Good. So I mentioned the fact. I read it. She writes, uh, oh, my God, really? Okay, take a beat. Who knows? Things may work out. Either way, I will let you know if I'm coming to SD. XO. Okay. I told her we're taping now. I'll read this as breaking news. Cool. All right. Good, good deal. Jenny Pepper's out. Hey, 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 calm down. Yeah. Nikki Benz is out. Yeah. Uh, yeah Nikki Benz. Nikki Benz better be out. Don't get us in any goddamn trouble right there. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, that's it. Um, other than that, everything's good. I guess that's it for the week, right? That's it for the week as of right now. I'm going to a happy hour tomorrow night. I appreciate all the friends, too. This is the other thing yeah. that's been really cool. And, and I appreciate all of you that uh, have done this uh, for me. The friends are like, we got to just get you out. Just yeah. get you out and go out. Stevie Woods, Darren Smith, a couple of times. Stevie Woods needs to get out. Stevie Woods He's did come out. for any excuse. <laughs> he did come out. and uh, But it, not so much for me. Yeah. But I, I got friends tomorrow night. We're going to Benihana, and then the, it's for a happy hour, which is going to be great. And then I, I told you there's other things going on for the week. Um, I, I've said a couple of different times, if you have people that you care about that are that are struggling, reach out and say hello and, and tell them you're thinking about them. It, it goes so far. Yeah. Don't just say, oh, I don't know what to say. I've already said. The one thing that I appreciate, too, is nobody's saying, how are the boys doing? Because it just it wrenches my heart every time, and I appreciate all of you that have helped me with that. But all the ones just saying, hey, man, keep grinding, whether it's me or somebody else that you know that's close to you that is fighting a battle. Just reach out and say, you good? You fighting? I'm thinking about you. It go, I'm telling you, it, it can change the momentum of a bad day to a good day, good day just like that. But the other thing is, too, is reach out to them and go, Hey, man, you want to go to lunch? You want to get a beer? And, and I, Dave, have been blessed with so many friends that just listen. Yeah. That just are like, uh, I have a buddy of mine that went through this two years ago. He told me, he goes, dude, I don't care if you call me every night. I will be here to listen for what is going on. Um, the podcast is one of those things, too. But really, uh, there are so many of you that can help so many others. And it's just picking up the phone, texting, calling, going for a beer, just being there for people. Because I'm telling you. I will get through this. Yep. My sons will get through this. We will make it to the other side. And when I get to that other side, uh, I will do everything I can. I, I thought it was one of the coolest things that was said at the Kevin Towers Memorial yesterday is commit yourself to being good. Commit yourself to helping those that have helped you in the past. And that's all I'm going to try to do, man. Uh, but I just... Uh, it helps. Today, all of a sudden, about 11, you just go, fuck, this just fucking sucks. Yeah. And and no joke, 10 minutes later, here's my man Ryan Barkley checking in. Here's Stevie Woods checking in. Uh, here's other guys checking in. I was talking to you, and you go, okay, fuck. I'm yeah. all right. Yeah. You know, you can get it, man. You go, shit, I don't know if it's a... Uh, I go, I go, is this a... <laughs> is this a... 
panic attack, right? You start thinking about different things. So I Google, <laughs> I Google, how do you deal with a panic attack? Well, the fucking way you deal with a panic attack is Google how do you deal with it because it's so fucking dumb. I'm like, what? <laughs> steady your breathing. If you steady your breathing, you'll find that panic attack is very good. Um, do the alphabet backwards from... I'm like, do the alphabet back? I'm like fucking Frank Reich on the sideline. Z, why? I'm like, what? Find... Find music that you like. I'm like, I, I feel like the only guy I hear, I, I feel like I hear two guys right now, any radio station yeah. I put on, I feel like I hear Charlie Puth telling me that uh, he's only one call away, yeah. and I feel like I hear fucking Ed Sheeran, no matter what channel I'm on. I'm like, I Charlie Puth can't get me out of this, okay? He's already told me he's one call away. But but that's and I'm like all right well I'm clearly not panicking because I'm as much of a dick as that I've ever so been so funny. I'm like all right I'm fine but <laughs> uh, yeah but thanks to everybody until I until I get back down here Sunday I we will get through it yeah my sons and I already know we'll get through it we're gonna be okay and then I just said to them man let's just be as strong for others as as we've tried to be for each other and i think if we can we'll all be all right that is awesome that's great all right we'll talk to you guys next week i'm only one call away i'll be there to save the day superman got nothing on me i'm only one call away Baby, if you need a friend I just wanna give you love Come on, come on, come on Reaching out to you, so take a chance No matter where you go Yeah.